Hey everybody, this is Chuck Conyers from the Cinepop Movie Cast, inviting you all to follow us on Instagram. That's right, we have a new Instagram account. If you go to Instagram and you enter in Cinepop Movie Cast as one full word, that's C I N E P O D M O V I E C A S T, you'll find us there. So check us out. Now on with the show. Yes, uh, the first, the first Halloween special for the Cinecom movie cast. How about that? Yeah, it's uh, it's our treehouse of horrors. Yeah. <laughs> so see, then we went about this all wrong. We should have come up with um, goofy go la- goofy names like you know, like um, Stab Conyers or, or something like that. Up Chuck Conyers. Whoa. <laughs> It's kind of hard with my name because there's a J and a Z. So, uh, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Jose Zombie Soloetta. Oh, there you go. There you yeah. go. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> one for the description, I guess. <laughs> for this. Um, awesome. So, yeah, we're going to be doing. Um, I thought it might be cute and fun for us to do just kind of a uh, a, a best of like a listicle type show uh, similar to what we did for Christmas um, which is coming up that's going to be our one year anniversary and probably the start of maybe a season two of the Cinepop movie cast my goodness yeah one year already yeah I wow. know I know it's like we're old or something it's crazy <laughs> yeah isn't it crazy yes yes it is uh, in more ways than one. Uh, Maya, my <laughs> daughter, just turned 13 yesterday. Oh, my gosh. She is officially a teenager. Wow. Yeah. I, I hope you survived the experience, Charles. I well, really do. Yeah, no, everybody seems to think that, you know, oh, my God, she's going to change. Uh. So we, we <laughs> I've been talking about this with her. She has uh, one of her friends, um, Jenny, is a year older than her, maybe, but she's 14. And um, she says, yeah, daddy, she paints her nails black and she's very angsty. And, you know, she had a mm. boyfriend and then broke up with her boyfriend. And, and, and now she's just depressed all the time. So I said, oh, OK, is this a is this your way of telling me that this is how it's going to be? Is this what it's going to be now? It's like, no, Daddy. <laughs> she's still very much, you know, I mean, she's a teenager, but she's still very much a little lady. She's my little lady. So, gotcha. um, I don't know. I don't know if she's going to get to talk about uh, a tree house of ours. You're a teenager <laughs> living in your house. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, they, they say uh, teenagers are horrifying, but we were all teenagers once. And, yes. You know, we, we you, know, you go through stuff and shit. And it's when you, this is the first time when you, in your life where you start really thinking about things. And 
and uh, how the world sees you and how you see the world and you know and mm-hmm. it's you know that that could be a scary thing to confront for a young person sure sure but that was a long wow. time ago wait until you get to adulthood <laughs> <laughs> And then you become parents. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Every stage of life is their own horror show. <laughs> that's that's exactly right. And uh, speaking of which, yes. let's let's jump to it. Let's get to it. So this episode, we're only going to do three. We're going to do each of us our top three horror films. Now. Yeah. Um, we can approach this any way we like, but when I pick the films that I pick, these are the films that, um, these are like 80s films that I grew up with um, when I was a kid. You know, these were, you know, this was back when uh, cable TV was the thing. It was the shit. And they mm-hmm. were just throw stuff on, on cable all the time. And this is also the era of video stores as well, so... Uh, VHS and Betamax and Laserdisc and all that stuff and (laughs) you know and you know when it comes to horror I mean the 80s was kind of like a heyday for modern day horror I mean there was a lot was like the thing just like much as the same way that comic book movies are really big right now Uh horror movies were huge in the 80s it was you know everybody Uh it seemed like everybody made them and everybody loved them so oh my gosh do you remember uh looking at the video boxes of some of those horror movies. Oh, they're fantastic. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Like zombie. Yeah. With the the worm eating at that guy's eye or whatever. (laughs) Andy Warhol's Dracula. Yeah. Oh, jeez Louise. Oh, my gosh. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yep. Even though I saw that only on video, it scared the hell out of me. Yeah, I think a lot of people, and that was another thing, um, the, the rise of home video, a lot mm-hmm. of these movies were released in theaters, but flopped in the theaters. But when they were released on VHS, everybody saw them, you know? Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. that kind of, and speaking of covers, um, the covers of the, at least of my three, top three movies, are, uh, 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 they're something. They're quite something. Um, so, okay. um, Mr. Zulueta, why don't you start us off? Um, do we want to go one at awesome. a time, three, well, three, two, two, one, one, or do we want to yeah. do, does that, that work for you? Sure. Awesome. Sure. We could do, we could do one at a time. And okay. if we happen to agree on, uh, on the same movie that happened somewhere in the list, I guess we could talk more about that particular movie. Sure. So I wonder if we're going to have some duplicates here, uh, because, the top two movies on my list are like has to be like probably going to be the top two movies in your list. Maybe. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I um. I was quite a horror movie aficionado, so I don't know if you're going to touch on anything that I saw. Maybe one <laughs> film on my list. Uh, I okay. think is definitely something that you've seen. But and, and I and I think yeah, I know what it is too. Okay. But I'll leave that for later. So uh, fair enough. I think my number three is kind of a wild card. Okay. You know, it's it's kind of hard to decide. Should I do Alien, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Mother's Day? <laughs> Mother's Day. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna surprise you by saying my number three pick is Nosferatu.
1922 silent German movie made by F.W. Murnau. Yeah, that for more reasons than one, that doesn't surprise me <laughs> at all. <laughs> yes, I'm Mr. Jose Zulueta. Of course, it's going to be a, a highfalutin <laughs> foreign film. I'm going to put on my list. Well, have you at least seen? I have seen. I have seen. I like uh, Murnau's work. He's a really, really. He made a a, a version of Faust that I really love. It's a beautiful movie. Yeah, but um, go ahead. This is great. Yeah, the man. The man loves the movie camera. That's for sure. Yes. And there's a lot of uh, really effective special effects here that were in Nosferatu. That was super creepy. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know about this movie, Nosferatu is a uh, is an adaptation of uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, but this particular studio didn't bother securing the rights for it, so they made their own version of Dracula, and they just renamed everyone. But basically, you have a Count Dracula, you have a Jonathan Harkness or a Nina Harkness. Um, I don't think there's a uh, Van Helsing character, but uh, this Count Orlock character has to be one of the creepiest vampires ever committed to film. Yeah. Because he's he's bald-headed, he's got these large ears, and he's got these rat-like fangs, and just the way he stood, it's like against the... Uh, the weird looking doorway yeah. oh and by the way this is like German expressionism yeah. squared yeah. It's, it's like it's, it's just bizarre from uh, it's like from beginning to end you know and absolutely it's 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 nothing quite like uh, movies of today I think there's there's like a uh, I think I've said <laughs> several times but there's like a power in, in silent cinema that just can't be matched by uh, by today's movies, I guess it's because um, your imagination provides a lot of uh, a lot of the missing details, like yeah. the dialogue or sound effects or whatnot. So. Yeah, they say the advent of sound was kind of like the death of the movie in some respects, you know, because it's you know one tends to sound tends to trump a lot of um, the visuals what you're seeing, and I think a lot of people kind of got away from having to tell a story thoroughly and completely in a visual format. I mean, that's what made Alfred Hitchcock's movies so effective because he was, he yeah. started as a silent film filmmaker and right. he, like, there's like, there are like uh, chunks of time that go by in vertigo, for example, where nobody says a word and it's all mm. visual, you know, it's, um, He's a he's an outstanding filmmaker that way, and uh, there's a lot to yes. be said for. I mean, in film school, they um, well back when we were in film school, they would you know your first film was a silent film, so you had yeah. to tell a story visually without the benefit of sound effects or sound at all. Maybe a soundtrack, but that was about it. Yes, yes. Oh boy, that really brings me back to Marcus Eisenstein. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. All right. I remember. Uh, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's like in our first, uh, it's like first year of film, we had we had to shoot with these uh, sixteen millimeter bolexes. Yep. And I was just so impatient with getting <laughs> to sound. And then Marcus told me, "Why do you need to use sound for? Yeah. Silent is better." 
Yeah. Because uh, you get to move the camera around and you don't have to concern yourself with like a distracting element like sound. And it took me years later to realize that he's, he's quite right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I wish that um, they taught that a little more. I wish they focused on that a little more. We actually had a, a, an Oscar winner, recent Oscar winner, that was uh, black and white and silent um, a couple of years ago oh. called The Artist. The Artist, yes. Yeah. Um, very good movie. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. And especially, there is sound in the movie. There is a, a um, like sound sync in the movie, but it's literally the last like, maybe three lines of the movie yeah. are uh, you hear the actors talk. And it is so freaking smart and honest and speaks a mm-hmm. lot, no pun intended, to um, how a lot of silent film actors had their careers ruined when um, when sound came along, you yes. know, which is a little bit singing in the rain touches on that a little bit too. It's it's a, a pretty interesting uh, phenomena. Uh-huh. Um, there you go. But Nosferatu, very good. Yeah, yeah, love it, love very it. Good fancy so pants. Check it out if you haven't seen it. Yeah, and you're number three. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Nosferatu. Um, my number three movie is called Night of the Creeps. The night of the fall is finally here for Chris, Cindy, and JC. It's going to be the best night of their lives. But tonight is also the night of the creeps. From a world unknown comes a nightmare unimaginable. First, they are under you, around you, on you, and then inside you. They get into your mouth, and you walk around while they incubate, even if you're dead. They are a new breed of terror. They are a different kind of horror. Zombies. Exploding heads, creepy crawlies. We could have a little problem. The creeps are taking over. I got good news and bad news, girls. The good news is your dates are here. What's the bad news? They're dead. You have never had a night like this. Night of the creeps. If you scream, you're dead. Oh man, talk about your video classics. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Night of the Creeps is a blast. And it is like this multi genre <laughs> mashup. It's like this alien invasion slash zombie movie slash slasher movie. Um wow. about these um alien slugs that um jump into people's bodies and take them over and turn them into zombies and um <laughs> It's a real kind of homage to horror movies, and, and um, you know, it takes place at a at a school called Corman University. Get it? Oh. Yeah. Um, the star of is uh, the uh, lead actor, the lead character, is someone named Chris Romero. Get it? Get it? And um, he's chasing after this girl named Cynthia Cronenberg. Get it? Get it? Get it? <laughs> you know, so it's like it's broadcasting, constantly broadcasting its love for the genre. Um, 
Oh, check this out. They have a Detective Landis and a Sergeant Ramey. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it is a trip. If you have never seen... Tom Atkins is by far one of my best... On, one of my favorite on-screen detectives. Uh, he would, like, come on to a scene in the movie, start smoking a cigarette. He's like, all right, throw me. And that's how he would introduce himself to, onto every crime scene, and there would be some like effed up thing that happened. Um, so uh, it, it uh. Um, the, the beginning of the movie basically what happens is just really quick. Um, mm-hmm. You're on board this spaceship, um, and uh, the spaceship ends up crash landing, and they end up jettisoning um, this this uh, tube or this canister from the ship before it's destroyed and the canister ends up landing on earth. Um, this takes, this happens in the 1950s and then um, there's a slug mm-hmm. inside and ends up jumping into, um, I think a, I think a college, like I think it's another, it's a college kid, like a young college kid that jumps into uh-huh. his mouth. And then uh-huh. after that, it flash forwards to like 1980s and, um, this uh this college student uh, uh, whose body is like a, a cadaver has been frozen for a long time and um it's the, the body is kind of uh, pulled out of of stasis as part of a prank that these two college kids are trying to pull and the body ends up thawing out and the slugs come to life and then they wreak havoc on uh, this small college town if you've mm-hmm. never seen Night of the Creeps, it is it's it's a lot of fun. It's a totally fun. It's well edited. It's well directed. I mean, believe it or not, it is a it's a <laughs> smart little movie. I I really enjoyed it. Oh wow! I only saw it once, and, <laughs> <laughs> and there's a reason why I only saw it once. <laughs> I thought it was uh, I thought it was good fun. Yeah, you know, uh, it wasn't scary. Uh, no, were you, sca- were you scared by it? No, no, it's oh, okay. it's it's a comedy more than anything else. Um, but oh, okay. it is it is considered a horror film. Mm. Um, Tom Tom Atkins definitely stole the show. Though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he is. Uh, he yeah, he's a uh, he's a lot of fun in the movie, and also um, you know, a little fun fact: there is an uh-huh. alternate ending to this movie. Um, that introduces the concept of a sequel. And there was technically a sequel to this movie called Zombie Town. I've never seen Zombie Town, but um, some, some um, depending on where you saw it or where you found it, it was actually called Night of the Creeps Part 2. But, oh, um, but yeah, the, um, I mean, both endings, both the alternate ending and the theatrical ending had pretty much sequel written all over them. But they are a bit mm-hmm. different in um, in how they end. I, I the alternate ending is kind of it really buttons up the entire story because it goes kind of back to the beginning a little bit. Um, mm. So it's it's thematically the better ending, but um, the the ending in the theatrical version is pretty funny too. Okay, so that is it. That is my number three. All right, good choice. Good choice. Very Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, so we're up to number two now. Yes, sir. For me, it's 
The Shining oh. by Stanley Kubrick. Oh, well, this is going to be easy to talk about, isn't it? <laughs> of course it is. Of course this is your number two. I don't suppose they uh, told you anything in Denver about the tragedy we had up here during the winter of 1970. I hired a man named Charles Grady as the winter caretaker. And from what I've been told, I mean, he seemed like a completely normal individual. But at some point during the winter, he must have suffered some kind of a complete mental breakdown. He ran amok and uh, killed his family for the next. Well, you can rest assured, Mr. Ullman, that's not going to happen with me. <laughs> that's right. Mom, they really won't go and live in that hotel for the winter. Sure I do. It'll be lots of fun. The only thing that can get a bit trying up here during the winter is a uh, tremendous sense of isolation. Is there something bad here? I fear you will have to deal with this matter in the harshest possible way. Like you died. I killed you with Danny. You did this to Didn't you? I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. Here's Johnny. <laughs> this is yeah, the yeah. This is the most Jose list I've heard in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm curious. How did you see this movie? Was it on video or did yeah. you actually? Yeah, it was yeah. definitely on, uh, probably on cable. Okay. I don't know if it was on uh, VHS or anything like that, but it was definitely on cable. Be this yeah. was a, a, I remember the seeing the trailer on TV. I remember seeing the TV commercials on advertising this movie. The yes. Dun, 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 yeah. Dun. And, and it had Jack Nicholson's silhouette with the axe. Yeah, stalking Go through the through. maze. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going, man, this is going to be like, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, funny. was I wrong. That is very funny. And, yeah. you know, the Here's Johnny thing, that was very, that was like oh, a, yeah. that was very, very famous um, part of yes. the movie. Um, and and that's, the trailer, too. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, it's funny that you, you brought this up, because we were talking, actually, about The Shining, you and I, a little while ago, like recently. Because there's been this cut of The Shining going around, um, where I, I don't know what it's called. Like some some there's a version of it called The Shining Fours and Backwards. There's um, something called The Shiny Superimposed Set of something something or other. But <laughs> there's basically this cut of The Shining going around right now that plays uh, that plays through like the normal version of it, but superimposed right. over it, they play the movie backwards. Oh wow! So you're seeing both. You're seeing the Shining playing forwards and backwards simultaneously, superimposed over each other. No. Yeah. Why on earth would anyone do that? Because they're convinced that Stanley Kubrick had plotted this movie out so meticulously that parts of it match up. Oh wow! Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched some of it. I you know I I don't know if I can get through a whole movie like that. Um, uh -huh. And it's you know it's interesting. I I will say that it is interesting. It 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 is very interesting. So you're seeing like the last 
you know the the photo uh, that's in the Overlook Hotel with with um, with Nicholson's face in it and stuff. You're seeing right. that play out over the car driving her through the cliffs and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like it's uh-huh. you know the job interview. He's interviewing for the job, and that's when he's like going nuts, stalking around looking for the kids and and oh, his wife. Oh wow, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never made that connection. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. It, it is. It is interesting. I, I, I will say that um, definitely. So, um, for you, what about you? When was the um, when was the first time you saw this movie like for you? Uh, oh well, uh, that's why my dad took me and my little brother to see this movie. Wow. I, I really don't know what the heck he was thinking at the time. Because <laughs> uh, what was this? This was 1979, I believe. 1980. So I was like 10 years old. Yeah, I was just 10 years old. <laughs> Come on. And uh, I have this. Rad Rob. Like, Rad Rob. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, was, I wasn't that much older than uh, than Danny there. And Wow. I have to say, it's like uh, by the time the movie was over, I was like, I think I, think I had white knuckles because uh, I was grabbing the armchair so hard. You know, it was really scary stuff. Uh, yeah, especially for a kid. That's a um, stressful movie, man. That that really is for a kid, especially. Yeah, <laughs> the so many haunting images there with the uh, with the old woman in the bathtub. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, and, and the the kids, the little, the twin uh, little girls. You know the whole like come play with us, Danny, <laughs> and parodied so many times. Yes, you know, exactly. Right? Especially the, by the Simpsons. The blood down the hallway thing. I mean, yeah, yeah. I I love that twist with Red Rum. Yeah, yeah, that was great. That, yeah. And I say when I was a kid, that did that was a moment that scared me because when they reveal the what Red Rum is, the music uh, that they play is like this. It scared the shit out of me. Oh my god! And I was like, "Yeah, that's fucked up." Stephen King, for some reason, was not very pleased with this uh, yeah. adaptation. I guess, I guess the tone was like more Kubrick than King. I suppose. Um, yeah, yeah. I've only read one of his books, Christine, and it's more. It's like he he strikes me as being more uh, oh I don't know down to earth or more more horror clicheish I guess whereas uh, Stanley Kubrick is like a little more um, I don't know it, it it goes like a little more um, I don't want to say sophisticated because that's not the right word for it but. Uh, he seems to be a little more uh, uh, intellectual, or uh, no, skip no, no, it. no. You're on the right. No, the whole... I'm going to tell you that you're on the right track for this reason. Okay. Maximum overdrive. Hi, my name is Stephen King. I've written several motion pictures, but I want to tell you about a movie called Maximum Overdrive which is the first one I've directed. Wow. What in the dickens is going on around here? A lot of people have directed Stephen King novels and stories, 
And I finally decided if you want something done right, you ought to do it yourself. And who was driving it? I don't know. It was my first picture as a director, and you know something? I sort of enjoyed it. What is going on? I don't know! I just wanted someone to do Stephen King right. You want a war? You got one. I just want to get the hell out of here. So come and spend some time with me and my friends at the Dixie Boy. Spend some time in the dark. Please don't let us be in the dark. Help me. I'm gonna scare the hell out of you. And that's a promise. You're gonna get us in an awful lot of trouble, man. We already in trouble. Maximum terror. Jesus coming and he is. Maximum king. Maybe tomorrow will be our world again. Dino De Laurentiis presents Stephen King's Maximum Overdrive. Okay, yeah. Okay, now I remember seeing the commercials for Maximum Overdrive, and it's Stephen King walking out in front of the truck with the hobgoblin on the front, and he's giving, Hi, I'm Stephen King, and I want to tell you about my new movie. Because he basically <laughs> is saying that he hates other people making his movies and his whole thing was well i finally decided if i want something done right i'm gonna do it myself oh shoot and it was like this big thing about like how like you know finally i'm going to i'm gonna be i'm gonna be in charge i'm gonna be directing this is how a stephen king movie should be maximal overdrive is one of the dumbest fucking things i have Mm. ever seen and it's just like dude no 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 Right, stick right. with your stick with your books. You're good. I mean, I liked. I read it. I read Pet Cemetery. Um, uh, what else have I read? Um, maybe I maybe read one or two other um, other uh, of of his uh, novels. But uh-huh. yeah, no. I you know he yeah. he. I mean he he has great stories and he has great ideas. I'm I'm um. I'm huh. I'm on episode six of Castle Rock so far, and it's he likes oh, yeah. he likes okay. Castle Rock a lot. He's he's given it a lot of good props, and it is a good show. It's if you haven't seen mm-hmm. Castle Rock yet, it's on Hulu. Fantastic! Yes. It's very very well made. It's like a, a mm. creepy Twin Peaks. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I, I praise indeed. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't oh, think David Lynch is necessarily going for creepy. He's not necessarily going for horror. Um, yeah. So this, so Castle Rock is um, is like a, a, an earnest attempt at horror, and it, and it plays out very well. It's it's really good. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, so The Shining, huh? Yeah, yeah The Shining. Number uh, two. I love the Shining. It's so good. Yeah. How about you? Number two. Number two. <laughs> um, yeah. My number two movie is um, a movie that I watched over and over again um, when uh, I was a kid. Uh-huh. And that is, uh, it's based on um, one of H.P. Lovecraft's books. Um, he, an- again, another uh, famous author, horror author, especially um, for movies made in the 80s um, based on his books. It, okay. is a, it is the movie called Reanimator. 
Herbert West is at the top of his class in medical school. How can you teach such drivel? These people are here to learn, and you're closing their minds before they even have a chance. What are He's you? brilliant, but a little weird. I've broken the six to 12 minute barrier. I've conquered brain death. His experiments have always been unorthodox. It was dead. But lately, they're getting out of hand. And he's just made a discovery that could wake up the dead. Herbert West has affected reanimation in dead animal tissue. What are you thinking? How do you feel? You? 15 cc's of reagent being administered. Once you wake up the dead, you've got a real mess on your hands. Dead? Not anymore. Herbert West brought a lot of dead people back to life. And not one of them showed any appreciation. H.P. Lovecraft's classic tale of horror, Reanimator. Mr. West. You'll never get credit for my discovery. Who's going to believe a talking head get a job in a sideshow? It will scare you to pieces. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> you are a child of the VHS, uh, the VCR era. Yes, definitely. I am. Yes, I wow. am. Wow. Uh, yeah, Reanimator uh, <laughs> is a trip. Uh, it's If you haven't seen it, it's... Um, it's uh, starring Jeffrey Combs. He's playing Herbert West, and that is actually the name of yes. Lovecraft's book. It's called Herbert West Reanimator, and yes. um, he plays a medical student who has devised a way of bringing the dead back to life. And it's this um, fluorescent, bright green formula that he injects the subjects with with a syringe. <laughs> And it reanimates them and brings them back to life. Now, the only caveat with this technology, so to speak, is that you have to reanimate as close to death as possible. If you, the longer you wait, the more zombie-like they will be, and kind of wild berserker-type things. So you have to like really just to get some kind of semblance of humanity. They've it's got to be really close to death, like immediately after death, which plays in, wow. which plays out throughout the movie, and particularly at the end. Like the the, the last thing you see at the end is is very much uh, takes advantage of that information. So. Um, uh, Herbert West um, is one of my favorite horror characters. Uh, Jeffrey Combs is great in it. He, he went on to star in some uh, really fun movies. He was in The Frighteners, uh, one of Peter Jackson's movies. Um, he's in one of the Lord of the Rings movies, I believe. I believe. I might be wrong. I'm wrong about that. So scratch that. Uh, Jeffrey Combs? Yes. In uh, Lord of the Rings? Okay, he, I, I don't remember him in Lord of the Rings. No, he was not. I definitely not. remember him in... Um, Deep Space Nine. Oh yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> oh 
Oh, and he was also in Enterprise. Star Trek Enterprise yeah. as one of the Andorians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a terrific actor. Always yeah. fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, yeah, they also made, um, there were three, two other movies that were made in the series. It was uh, The Bride of Reanimator yeah. and Beyond <laughs> Reanimator. Oh my god, who did these movies? Roger Corman or um, something? No, not Roger Corman. Um, Stuart Gordon, I think. No, not Stuart Gordon. He was one of the writers. Um, okay. Uh, um, I don't know. I, I don't remember who... Um, I don't know if there was one person producing these movies, uh, or if it was... Um, I know that Gordon, Stuart Gordon, was he directed it. He pretty much spearheaded the whole. Um, like this was originally um, put together as a stage play, and oh, no then it was developed as a half-hour television pilot, and then they ended up fleshing it out into a feature film, and they made it. And that's wow. that's how we know it today. Yeah. It's quite the evolution there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just theatrical play. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm barely remembering this movie. Um, <laughs> but uh, I thought it was okay. Yeah, it's... I it was, yeah, it didn't quite make the uh, the impact on you uh, as you, uh, obviously, but um, <laughs> I thought it was a fine movie. It's fun. It has um, one of it has a really good scare in it uh, towards the end. Um, okay, it's a pretty interesting uh, when uh, he, when uh, he's confronting the bad guy, and um, it's really weird. Like uh, his um, Herbert West's um, professor in college has a crush on his roommate's girlfriend. And uh, it's it's fucked up because that that really plays <laughs> yeah. out throughout the movie. Yeah, there's 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 also you know very reminiscent of the '80s. There's sex in this movie. There's uh, naked ladies in this movie, and you know they, this headless <laughs> cadaver is is groping this woman's breasts. <laughs> what is oh my gosh! <laughs> so. Yes, it is very eighties, but um, it, it's it's would good. not fly today. Yeah, no, no, my <laughs> God, no way, yeah. no yeah, way. Yeah. But it's good, clean fun, kids. Ah, uh-huh. right. <laughs> very good, dead fun. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing, everybody? This is Chuck Conyers, the one half of the Cinepod Movie Cast, and I want to tell you guys about. Um, my first novel, my debut novel, which is available now on uh, Amazon and iTunes and wherever you buy your books. It's called The Maximilian Emancipation. In the not-so-distant future, three African slave ships slip through space and time to arrive on the shores of New York and New Jersey. Popular opinion is split on the cause of their arrival. Is it a scientific miracle? An act of God? A hoax perpetrated by a foreign government? Or something else? Maximilian Emancipation is a fun kind of uh, satirical look at time travel. I'm a big fan of science fiction movies and time travel movies in particular, so this book is kind of like my homage to the grand sci-fi epics that I grew up with. 
it's a fun book. It's got a lot of fun characters in it that really move the story along. I love dialogue. I love writing dialogue. So, there's, you know, there's some talky characters in this book. There are people who are reading it that are getting through it in like two or three days. So, and they're dying for the sequel. Look out for that. That is book two, World Time. World Slash Time. It's a visual thing. You don't see it. But you can get the Maximilian Emancipation any place you buy books. You can get the paperback on Amazon, and you can also get a version for Kindle. You can get a version for your Nook, your iPad, your iPhone. Wherever you like to buy books, you can go. Just enter the Maximilian Emancipation or look my name up, Charles Conyers, or you can go to my website, www.stopslaverywithtimetravel.com. You can get a bunch of information. I have a blog there, and you listen to this podcast there, and a bunch of other stuff. I'm trying to blow this website out. You're supposed to do that, you know, if you're smart with this self-promotion and entrepreneurial author stuff. So you've got you to build your brand. So I'm working on it. So, um, But stop, you can stop by the website. You can go on Amazon. Check it out. It's called The Maximilian Emancipation. Pick it up, please. You, I think you'll dig it. Now, on with the show. <laughs> right. So is that number two? That's number two for both that's, of us? That's number two, yeah. All right. So now we're, right. this is it. Number one, sir. Okay. Um, no surprise here at all. Okay. The number one film in my list, which you should not watch by yourself at the house, okay. has to be The Exorcist. There you go. Somewhere between science and superstition, there is another world. The world of darkness. Nobody expected it. Nobody believed it. And nothing could stop it. There are no experts. You probably know as much about possession as most priests. Look, your daughter doesn't say she's a demon. She says she's the devil himself. I'm telling you that that thing upstairs isn't my daughter. Now, I want you to tell me that you know for a fact that there's nothing wrong with my daughter except in her mind. You tell me you know for a fact that an exorcism wouldn't do any good. You tell me that! One hope, the only hope, the exorcist. The scariest, it's just, oh my gosh, it's, a, well, never mind this being just a great horror movie, it's a great movie yeah. by itself, yeah. you know, um, and it, it just won so many Academy Awards, yep. and um it's like the last time I saw this was uh, when they had the special edition come out. Oh yeah. And uh, that was like what, uh, like close to 15 years ago or something. Yeah. And it, it was as fresh then. I mean, it's it, it still felt like a fresh movie. Yeah. 
You know, it's like even though it's like he's it's it's like it's dated in some ways because of the uh, like the hairstyles and and the clothing and whatnot, but it's just still so very scary. Yeah, it's um, it's no joke. Yeah, it's relentless in how scary it is, and it's um, and also uh, speaking of sound, uh, uh-huh. it was a really um, really good lesson in um, how you know no sound at all, or at least no soundtrack, it can really make for some effective scenes. And some of the scariest moments in this movie don't have music playing under them. Uh, it's it's just um, you're just hearing the sound in the room like during the whole exorcism sequence mm-hmm. you're just hearing the noise and the sounds and like, and like yes, all that shit yes. that's all you're hearing and yeah. um, and he and also the other thing hearing uh, preachers shout about Jesus and Christ and everything else. <laughs> the oh power God. of Christ <laughs> compels you you know, yeah, it, right. it's it's really you know just hearing like biblical passages spoken in this like vehement tone and just <laughs> yeah it's uh-huh. it's really creepy. It's a creepy movie, and yes. um, it scared the living hell out of um, out of out of audiences. I mean, there were people yeah. uh, passing out in the theater. There were people throwing up in the aisles. There were people that ran uh-huh. out of the theater. I remember my um, my parents the night my parents saw the exorcist and uh-huh. i was with a babysitter and uh-huh. they came home i remember my dad saying there were people running out of the theater oh my god i mean can you imagine a movie like being made today that had that kind of impact i i don't yeah. know I, it just doesn't happen you know yeah that's right mm. i can't think of anything no where people had that reaction um, I know for sure King Kong had women fainting on the aisles <laughs> because they had never seen anything like that before. Yeah, you know, like this big animated giant ape yeah. on the screen. Well, you know, in today's in today's world, we could watch that like Saturday morning, and you know, it's perfect for kids. <laughs> That's right. But back then, it was like really scary stuff well think about the one of the first filmed images that was ever projected for an audience was just a shot of a train coming towards the camera and the first time people saw that they thought it was real and they jumped up and ran away they thought the train (laughs) was gonna hit them even though not not you know even though it's in black and white it's moving in a completely weird way it they still were just like, oh my god, this thing's a cup hit us! Ah! <laughs> you know, it's 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 crazy. It's it's is really it, crazy. So that was the exorcist of its day, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a train arriving in the station. Now, have you ever? There was a series uh, recently, wasn't there? There was an exorcist series. Oh yeah, that was on. Um, it was on the Fox Network, I, I guess. I think so. Did you have a chance to see that? Uh, no, I. I I skipped that. I skipped the sequels. Yeah. I heard Exorcist 3 was good. Exorcist no. 3 is is fantastic. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> and um, and oddly enough, has um, scenes and dialogue from the the Peter Blatty book. Because oh. that is the Exorcist, the book I actually read, and the book is great. And um, the, oh. yeah, the, it's and that was the one thing I was. 
there's this story about um there's this moment in the book about um keeping a fish buying a fish in a store and keeping it alive in the tub um that was in the book and oh. that's a bit of dialogue in the third movie and um that um George C Scott delivers like early in the movie and I I thought that was like oh that's weird that they uh, so like, there was a lot of because I think if I'm not mistaken William Peter Blatty no no um, um no he did not direct Exorcist three that was um William Friedkin I think maybe directed Exorcist oh, wow. three yeah um but Exorcist three is great uh, Father Karras is in Exorcist three um oh wait a minute did Father Karras didn't he die in the first one or so you think. <laughs> Wait, so Father Karras is uh, the guy who got thrown out. And oh, fell down the spoilers stairs. Spoilers here. Spoilers. I'm so sorry. Oh, don't be sorry. This is a, this. this is a spoilery show. The Cinepod Movie Cast spoils stuff. <laughs> what we do. Okay. All right. Well, he's, from what I understand, he was thrown out a window at the end. That's right. But how did he survive? Unless this is a prequel. No, it's not. Oh boy, he, <laughs> he actually lived to tell the tale. And I they mean, have a point of view shots, point of view angles of the stair fall in in Exorcist Three. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, that's why you I, have to see it. They they show the staircase and everything. That um, yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> that's so wild. It's got right. Exorcist Three. I'm telling you, it is. It's a uh -huh. good time. It's it's a really really interesting movie. Okay. Yeah. All right. I highly but recommend it, it. Skip two. If you go from Exorcist to Exorcist three, you're basically gonna uh, get. A, he was crappy. Yeah, you're basically yeah. gonna get a solid story. Just skip number two. Yeah, yeah. But no Linda Blair though. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I liked her when she grew up. Yeah. So she was. Uh, it's quite an attractive woman, but. Yeah. Um, but she was a, she was great in the movie, the Reagan. first Exorcist. Yeah, she was so good. She and Ellen Bernstein, yep, were just phenomenal in the movie. Um, yeah, it's very interesting to um, to uh, learn about how they made the movie and how they dealt with a lot of the touchy topics, like the fact that she's masturbating with the cross. Oh my god! You know Ooh. all of that stuff. Um, yeah. yeah, the devil made her do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's um, yeah. the The book is very explicit about what she's doing. Um, yeah. And uh, it wasn't until I read the book and then saw the movie again, I was like, eh. okay, they they go more in depth, I guess, in the book. Well, because in the in the scene in question, or one of the major scenes where she's actually really doing it. Uh -huh. Um, and it's it's like you're seeing the girl from the back, and you're seeing her do something, oh, and boy. you're seeing that the adults are reacting to it like they're just like, "What the hell?" And, you know. And uh, when I was younger and saw that, I didn't really know what they were reacting to. I just thought they were reacting to her just saying "fuck me, fuck me." Yeah. yeah. Um, but she was actually masturbating with the cross. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's something. Wow. That's that's really something. I'm surprised the church didn't 
Oh, they didn't like this movie. Oh, oh they, did they, they? Oh, yeah, they were not. They were not pleased with this one. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I would not think so. <laughs> I recommend The Exorcist. <laughs> oh my gosh! The diocese is really excited about this. Uh, we believe that church enrollment and um, priesthood enrollment is going to skyrocket from this film. No, they they did oh, not. Well, I have to say though, uh, Max von Sydow. Yeah. As the titular character. Yeah. He was some hero, yeah. I have to say. Yeah, he was. I great. mean, even though he only appears like at the like the last part of the movie. Yeah. It's he made a hell of an entrance. Yep. Yeah. You know, really with the good. silhouette of him against the house. That was so iconic. That Come was the on. trailer of the movie. That was the trailer on TV. Yeah. Um. We he walks into the shadow and you hear the demon say, "I see you. Come and get me," or or something like that. Uh. Yeah. It's really messed up. Um. Yeah. But that was a cultural phenomenon so much so that they yeah. there's a very famous Saturday Night Live sketch based on <laughs> on Richard, uh, Pryor. Richard Pryor's in it. You're such a little girl. <laughs> Your mother eats kitty litter. <laughs> Your mama eats kitty litter. Don't nobody talk about my mama. <laughs> favorite films of all time sir well let me guess oh, go for it one of your favorite films of all time oh, don't say the hidden no it is not uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay i see i'm genuinely drawing a blank here it can't be the shining no is it, this is a you would have said something this is a um, film that you said you saw recently i saw this recently yes you did oh my gosh um it is a remake of a film made in the 1950s, also a horror film. Oh, yeah, also a sci-fi movie. There you too. go. Yeah, oh, of course. That's brilliant. That's a great number one. Ladies and gentlemen, my number one is John Carpenter's The Thing. discovered something 
For 100,000 years, it was buried in the snow and ice. Now it has found a place to live, inside, where no one can see it, or hear it, or feel it. I know I'm human. Some of you are still human. This thing doesn't want to show itself. It wants to hide inside an imitation. It'll fight if it has to, but it's vulnerable out in the open. If it takes us over, then it has no more enemies. Nobody left to kill it. And then it's one. You guys gonna listen to Gary? We can beat one of those things! seen the thing what the hell are you waiting for um this is um this is it's a science fiction masterpiece um it's one of the films my dad introduced me to this movie i used to watch it with him all the time oh um, wow that's it, a great bonding movie yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> it is um it's a visual effects extravaganza. I mean, this is before computer animation. Just the, the what they had to do to pull off some of these effects is mind blowing. Uh, when yes. you watch any kind of behind the scenes footage, you hear the stories about what they had to do and and how they did it and what they did. It's it's really just like the the innovation and um, the brilliance. I mean, knowing that. The um, how they got the uh, title to appear on the screen. Um, they burnt a trash bag to do that effect. Mm. You know, like uh, you know, you, you know, the all some of the blood and guts were chicken parts and things like that. You know, it's um, huh? you know how they got some of the flesh to melt off the body and all that. It is phenomenal. Um, uh-huh. Now they've made they've since made um, two stories that kind of but against. And, and come after um, this John Carpenter version. Um, there was a video game that was released for the PlayStation, which is a sequel to the thing. So it's all the events that happen afterwards. It's when the investigators show up um, after the camp is destroyed and it's um, McCready and Childs who are left. Um, so you find out what happens after the thing. I'm gonna hide this tape when I'm finished. If none of us make it, at least there'll be some kind of a record. The storm's been hitting us pretty hard now for 48 hours. We still have nothing to go on. One other thing. I think it rips through your clothes when it takes you over. We're all very tired. There's nothing else I can do. Just wait. R.J. McCready, helicopter pilot, U.S. Outpost North 31. Blake, you should have a look at this. What the hell? What have you got? One body. No survivors.
we're dealing with isn't human. Please, God. But it's taken human form. Stay the hell away from me. I'm warning you. Come on, Pierce. This is crazy. Bullshit. You're infected just like the rest. My men are dying out there. I've seen firsthand what this infection is capable of. Oh, you have no idea what it can do. Like my dad always said, if you want a job done right, you gotta do it yourself. Out of your league here, Blake. Yeah, take it, bitch! Oh! Ah! Game over, Whitley. This game is just beginning. And um, a few years ago, there was a prequel made to this movie, also called The Thing, um, which oh, wow. shows you the um, the Norwegian's camp, basically where the dog comes from in the beginning of this movie. So the, the guys that you see flying the helicopter and, and going after the dog, you see their story. Oh, because so, everything needs a story. Yeah. <laughs> 48 hours ago, we found something quite remarkable. What'd they find? There's a structure. In Antarctica? And a specimen. Really? Touching down. This is Kate Lloyd's Columbia Paleontology. Let me show you why you flew 10,000 miles. We estimate it's been here 100,000 years. I'm going to take a tissue sample. Do you really think that's a good idea? Yes, I do. You, my friends, will all be immortalized as the people who made this discovery. Cheer that. But it seems everyone is fine. Either someone miraculously healed themselves, or someone is not who they say they are. What was it doing to him? It's imitating his cells. I think this thing copies its prey and then hides inside it. What are you saying? Not all of us are human. Could be any of us. We can't let this thing leave. If it makes it out of here, millions of people could die.
Thing prequel, you can watch that and it bleeds right into the 82 version of the movie. It's, um, okay. it's really cool. Um, and, okay. um, has some really good, um, it's a spooky movie. It's got some really good scares in it. It's especially the blood test. The blood test has a really good jump scare in it. Um, oh yeah. The the 80s was the era of the jump scare, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and uh have at that moment where the uh that spider-like creature pops out of the guy's head. You've got to be <laughs> fucking kidding. <laughs> classic. It's got classic lines. Yes, that's that exactly one. right. And you know the other line is the one where uh the uh, the uh, that one guy was like tied up to the couch. Oh, James, it was not James Cromwell. It was uh, I forgot his name. Oh God, I forgot his name. But yeah, it was something <laughs> along. Like, I know that everybody's had a really trying time, but if you could get around it, could you, you know, untie me from this fucking couch? <laughs> and I love how it just fades out. I mean, that's it's, it's good stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's interesting that this movie came out like not too long after Alien. Yeah. Which I thought was uh, that's also another movie that just barely did not make my list, but that's a great yeah, that's true. science fiction slash horror movie. And also, it's a very much a Cold War type movie because it deals with paranoia, it deals with suspicion. You know, like who is it? Who is the thing? You know, who is? Uh huh. What what sleeping giant is hiding among uh, people that I think are my neighbors and friends? There's a movie, um, it's probably an honorable mention for me, uh, that huh. came out a few years ago called The Mist, which is, I believe that is also based on a Stephen King story. Um, okay. And actually, there's a, there's a little bit of an homage to the thing in the beginning of the movie. It's about a, um, it, you know, the, the lead character in the movie is a... Um, He's like a, a movie poster painter or, or a novel. Like he paints like um, either covers for novels or movie posters. I don't remember which it was. And mm-hmm. they show uh, in, in the opening shot with him, uh, one of the images that they show that he had painted was the movie poster for The Thing. Oh, that's cute. Just the um, just the, the <laughs> image itself, not any of the the uh, title or anything like that, but just the image itself. Yeah. So it's because um, because it is the mist is the, probably the closest thing to the thing that you can get. Uh, it's um, that's another mm-hmm. one. If you haven't seen, I showed that to Christina. She was just like, I could have uh-huh. gone my whole life without seeing this movie <laughs> because it's messed up it's messed up like the ending is so messed up <laughs> uh, frank okay. darabont i think directed that yeah oh he he does pretty good stephen king adaptations yeah and i believe he was he worked on the walking dead for a little while oh really yeah okay yeah he's he's quite the writer yeah all right the sir. thing good yeah. choice man <laughs> <laughs> you cheating bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So 80s. And also, they had two characters there named Mac and Windows. Yes. Which is... Oh, that's cute. Yeah, really funny, huh? <laughs> that's very cute. And uh, yeah, I wonder what... I forgot which one lived and which one died. Well, they both died, but who died first? 
Uh, yeah, that's the question. <laughs> I love it. All right. Outstanding. That's it. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Hooray for Halloween. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to come dressed up as someone or no, no you passed that? Yeah, we, um, no, we had been doing, um, there's a Halloween parade um, over in town. The Nyack Halloween Parade, that's right? That's exactly right, yeah. yeah and, um, that's famous. That's world famous. We spent uh, many years doing the parade, and this is the first year that we're not really doing anything for it. Um, oh. Last year was my, uh, that was my biggest year. I went as, um, we all went as characters from Mario Brothers, and oh, okay. <laughs> I built this huge Bowser costume. Like I, I built the paper mache head and everything. Like I went. Uh, that was the most involved costume I think I ever made. If you go on to the blog on my website at stopslaverywithtimetravel.com, dot com, um, <laughs> you can see the images from that parade. Um, that and also images of me putting the costume together. Yeah, that was oh. a trip. That was oh, a lot of cool. fun. But we've been we 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 basically participated in that parade every year. Um, we were actually in the parade a few times, and um, and it's interesting oh, wow. since um, since we moved here, uh-huh. we've lived here for about maybe eight years, I guess. Um, mm. Watching the parade grow every year and and seeing the crowds get bigger and um, like news cameras start showing up and everything. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's become a really big deal. We go. I mean, we're still like we're gonna go this year. We'll hang out, um, but we're not um, participating in it like we used to. So that's mm-hmm. just that you know, th- th- you know, it, it. We've been a little bit busier than um, usual. Robbie is now a, a big uh, movie and television star. Um, uh. <laughs> he um, he's um, of his first televised performance uh, on a on a big network show is coming up on um, on Monday. He's going to play really? um, a child dying of leukemia on a show called The Resident. Mm. Um, and um, he's also on this um, CBS show called um, Tell Me a Story. Which I believe you can watch on the app. He's um, he's in three episodes of that. They're going to shoot the third episode, the season finale, uh, wow. this this week. They're shooting it. Um, we just watched his first movie uh, that he his he's appeared in called Justine. Uh, we just saw that. Um, he's he's great in it. He's he's really good in it. And um, he's there's two other movies that he shot um, over the last year or so that are in various phases of. Uh, editing and being released and stuff like that so um yeah he's um yeah it's it's amazing he's uh he's uh, seven years old um he's been doing this since he was four his mother who um for those of you who may have listened to the previous episode talk when i was uh talking about venom um Uh she um she actually appears and she's in the um the incredible hulk movie um i was talking about stan lee making an appearance in venom and Uh i talked briefly about his cameos and the cameo that he makes in the incredible hulk 
is intercut with uh, one of I think Christina's first scenes in the movie where she's um, she goes to talk to uh, the William Hurt character. I can't remember his name in the Marvel. Movies. General Ross. Yes, that's right. Um, he's taught, she's talking to general Ross and telling, um, like she's giving off, you know, giving him a report on something that happened. She's wearing this, like this uniform that, you know, like the military uniform with the skirt and shit. She looks hot as hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's funny. I, I didn't even know. Cause I didn't, I hadn't seen the Hulk when we met, we met the, I mean, within a month or two after the Hulk, the incredible Hulk came out. So I didn't even know uh-huh. that she was in it. Okay. Yeah, so that was that was really funny. Wow. Um but um but yeah, uh so yeah, we have a a little bit of a showbiz family going on here, so it's in the blood. Yeah, apparently. Nice. <laughs> Very cool. None of my blood, but you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> oh. You got you got some showbiz in your truck. Yeah, I, I've heard your impressions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> un- unfortunately, so some of the people on this show and they're awful. <laughs> All right, you do. okay. So are we, are we, I think that's it, sir. Yeah, the spooktacular episode of Cinepod Movie Cast has come to an end. <laughs> house of reviews yes that's right so <laughs> thank you everyone for for joining us i'm chuck conyers i am jose zombies <laughs> good night everyone